Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about my relationship with health, fitness, food. I'm going to be touching on very heavy things today. Totally disclaimer, if you're uncomfortable with like talking about eating disorders, any fitness, health, food-related stuff, I would say I'm a veteran with this stuff, which we'll get to in my journey and my ups and downs with this and everything. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna joke about it a little bit. I can, I've I, I've gotten to the point where I can and I will. And if this stuff makes you uncomfortable, click off. Listen whenever you are at the point where you can. If you never want to listen to anything like this, then don't. You know. Um, yeah. But basically, I wanted to kind of start with saying I think it's very important to get to a point where you can hear about what other people have gone through because it kind of gives you a sense of peace and feeling like you're not alone in what you're going through and even though when it might it might feel hard to listen to stories that are similar to you and what you learn because when you're in like a awful eating disorder bogged down mind the last thing you want to do is admit that you have a problem and other people are talking about it and saying like I went through this and it was a big issue and this is what it taught me and blah 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 you are more up to reflect and a lot of the time you're not willing to which is totally normal and you don't feel alone for feeling like that for so many years I never talked about this um I felt embarrassed by everything that I'm about to talk about and I'm here to not only like break down the stigma and try to show all everyone that it's great to talk about these things and it's great to kind of prove to yourself that nothing that you go through in life that makes you stronger is embarrassing or you shouldn't talk about it, you shouldn't get vulnerable, you should. That's a wonderful thing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, actually. And obviously, you have to be careful about who you're vulnerable to and all that stuff. And at a point where I was super fragile and I didn't want to admit that I had an issue and um, I would rather let people think that I am being an asshole just because I hate my life and I'm a teenager and I just want to be an asshole... I would rather people, I in that time, I would have rather people think that about me than get vulnerable and tell them what's really going on and why I'm acting like such an asshole because that's what I did for a lot of years, you know? <laughs> like, whenever I was going through something, I would rather just act out. Like, that's like that's what kids do. That's what you do when you haven't matured. It's totally normal. Um, then actually talk about what's going on in my life. And in this case when I was going through a super hard time with eating and all that stuff throughout my entire basically like junior high to high school thing I like lash out on the people I loved the most and that sucks like that does suck but like also I I, you can't beat yourself down for something like that because again like it was a part of the journey you got through it and I can sit here and reflect and talk about my journey and what I learned, and whatever. Um, I guess I'll just get right into it. I don't really know how else to, like, 
preface this i also want to i guess i'll give you like a little rundown i'm basically gonna like tell you guys what i've gone through um like full debrief i basically spent from i don't even know i want to say from like four to six and i was just like writing like vigorously um like my entire journey with this and it was like really it was nice to write that down i never have done that before and it was nice to reflect and it was a good way to set up this podcast and after i get into like the debrief of like what i've gone through and so you can relate to me a little bit or kind of just understand me a little bit more or understand the mind of someone who's going through eating issues a little bit more whatever you're here for you know i think everyone listening to this podcast is going to gather something whether it be getting to know me a little bit better or getting to know how to deal with someone who is going through this uh, I don't know I feel like this is going to be useful either way but I'm going to do like at the end like a little reflection for that I think is going to reach again any of the demographics that I just kind of touched on also I try to put like a lot of stress on myself to articulate myself the best that I can but obviously just give me a little grace here because I don't I literally have barely talked about this with like the people I love the most and so this is gonna be like a little bit hard you might hear a little more filler words whatever it's just part of life don't hate on me for that uh but I guess I'll start with the fact that when I was like young I was never a super super thin kid I was always in like sports and stuff and no matter what age you're at you start you are infiltrated by media by people you're a sponge when you're a kid so like the fact that I can like sit here and remember that like in my head when I was in like what like third fourth fifth sixth grade I can like picture myself like getting insecure about not being super super thin like is super sad right like let's just start there so like this isn't obviously it's a pent up of societal standards and stuff like that but just to preface like I don't know maybe if you're like a parent watching and stuff like that like that can paint a picture for you the fact that I was that young and I had already painted a picture in my brain that I was uncomfortable in my body which is crazy because I don't know I was you're kind of just getting introduced to that stuff and I don't know especially like in middle school junior high type of area um people start developing you start like watching people's body changes and like I don't know every sense of change is on like high mode at this age like so like having that kind of like be how I feel about myself also I was in figure skating when I was younger and like you're always in like cute tight costumes and leggings and you always like want to be that like dainty little like I don't know I feel like there's a lot of things that probably contributed to me realizing at a young age that I'm already not like stick thin and like other people are and like that's what the societal standard is really weird that I'm like thinking about this now and kind of debriefing this now and whatever but yeah that's like where that was the first thing that I could date back to like why I remember I started caring about my body and then moving towards seventh grade I feel like that was like junior high for my school or whatever and that's when personally I started to be really self-conscious about myself like 
really self-conscious and I feel like that's when all the body image stuff kind of came to light for me and that's like when I started comparing myself to my friends and like I want to say that's when we started getting more into social media and stuff I actually had social media at a really young age but I want to say that it wasn't like what it is today like I wasn't looking at Hailey Bieber and stuff I was DMing my friends on Instagram in like fourth and fifth grade but it was like a way for us to talk it wasn't to really consume media if does that make sense you know I feel like that's a it's a little different today with that said I wasn't like comparing myself to Instagram models and stuff it was more just like comparing to friends uh I don't know even we were young and we didn't realize like how much our words meant I guess so like I don't know you don't realize when you hear people you love say say stuff and whatever I was just consuming like stupid shit and it was making me hyper aware of my body uh and even though I was like insecure about it it never festered into anything at all at all um until in eighth grade I went vegetarian which was totally like the only thing that was going through my brain when I went vegetarian was oh my gosh I can't wait to prove everyone wrong because literally the story of me becoming vegetarian is that like I wanted to prove to people that I could do it because I think my dad was vegan at that point and he was like do it do it do it do it and I was like no bro like I'm not doing that and one day I was like fine I'll do it and like I remember I think I went over like the Urquhart's house or something like it was for like a football game and Denise probably made her like special kielbasa or whatever I don't know what she made and I used to like love I I loved it Denise that was amazing and I bet it still is but um I I went over and I told them I'm like I'm going vegetarian Uh, yeah right that won't last well look at me (laughs) now I'm a freshman in college and I'm still vegetarian but um moving on from that that was the only thing going through my brain like nothing toxic going through my brain when I said I was becoming a vegetarian I knew nothing about it again like even at that age like there's not tiktok there's not instagram reels like any information that you're getting is like kind of just at that point I was just really watching youtube and when I was like young I used to oh my god if anyone else relates to this like literally text me but like I would watch Freddy the Banana Girl and maybe like low-key implicitly that was like bruh that girl was insane like she was like this like raw vegan and I low-key used to like watch her and maybe I had some of that like running through my brain like when I went vegetarian like implicitly but she was insane and that was like the only vegetarian like she was she was fucking crazy she was a raw vegan and not saying being raw vegan is crazy but if you know who freely the banana girl is you know she was fucking crazy and that was the only vegan i really knew and like and my dad like at that point i'm in eighth grade at this point like no one's vegetarian and yeah i just want to like reiterate there was nothing really like toxic about it at all um but then i kind of realized you know my dad's like vegan bodybuilding at this point so I kind of just like associated like becoming vegetarian with like I'm gonna start a health journey like and I'm in eighth grade at this point like it wasn't a bad thing obviously you want to teach your kids that their health is important and whatever and like looking back at it starting to like get into running and eating better great things but 
I'm totally looking back on like what I used to eat in the beginning of like being vegetarian and I all I ate was like rice beans vegetables and like I literally wanted to throw up I hated beans low-key no hate dad I know you're watching those veggies were not good we didn't really know how to we cook now like we're really good at making veggies back then they weren't that boss you know like they were mid I actually you know <laughs> like literally I told my dad I was going vegetarian he was like you have to eat beans and so I like force those shits down my throat and like I just want to throw up so like realistically I did not know how to really do it because to be a vegetarian no you do not need to eat rice beans and vegetables every single meal no you don't that's literally what I was doing though because I didn't know what else to eat and I also like wanted to be healthy right but I don't know at that point also like I'm in eighth grade I can cook simple meals but like I don't really know how to cook cook and before I went vegetarian I was not eating healthy like when my like my mom used to cook like good like home-cooked meals she would do like chicken rice veggie right like that stuff but I wasn't eating that like every night like I was eating like unnutritious food and I don't want to say like unhealthy food but it was just like not very nutrient dense and so like I was eating a lot of it and then like I go to being vegetarian and my I don't know my like hunger cues change and stuff right because I'm, I go from eating like a not nutrient dense food to trying to focus all on nutrient dense food which at the time I didn't I just had like a pin on food that was like oh this is healthy this is unhealthy and I didn't like get nutrient breakdowns but like just on a simplistic level I'm gonna frame it like before I went vegetarian I was eating a lot of chicken fingers and fries after my go-to meal was rice beans that I could barely get down my throat and um and veggies so like I don't know if that paints the picture well but I think it does and so I go from like to a total like I throw 180 like at my body basically like I go from bang to bang like there's no like moderation here I'm just going straight to something new that I've never done before and at this time I'm also in eighth grade like also just had got my period and I grew four inches in that year so I go to the doctor and I gained no weight and gained four inches and she's like bitch so like that will give you like some good time frame you know what I mean like there was obviously like I wasn't getting enough nutrients with what I was doing because I didn't fucking know what I was doing when I first became vegetarian which is totally normal I figured it out and as if you want to become vegetarian you will figure it out gradually and stuff like this but realistically that was a little bit of a crazy change for my body that year also in eighth grade like I was sometimes going to the gym with my dad but like I never would take it seriously but in the sense of like fitness and stuff I got super into running ran a mile before I actually not a mile I think it was like it was one lap around Great Harbors which is like I don't know 1.5 miles or something like that and yeah I would run every morning and I would do like bodyweight exercises and like lift my dad again not take it very seriously because I felt kind of silly because I don't know especially at that time before like TikTok made I don't even want to say TikTok but just like media in general kind of normalized women in the gym there wasn't as much women in the gym 
then, especially my age, dude. I was I was in eighth grade, and it just, I just felt weird. So I never took it seriously. I was very silly. My dad is probably watching, and he's probably remembering how I would just laugh in between every set we would do, and he would be like, you have to breathe, and I would be like, ha-ha-ha. Um, yeah, so again, never took it seriously. As this, like, immense change started, I will never forget, ever, uh, I was at my birthday party, which was really fun, and someone that I know and I really was close to at the time said something about my body and at that point I did not put a lot of thought into it I wasn't like praising myself for the way I looked or how my body changed obviously I was probably noticing but again like at the time I was not focusing on that I was really just becoming vegetarian was a very innocent like thought same with like getting into running and stuff I just wanted to I don't know I just wanted to be healthy that was my only thing I just wanted to start getting healthy because I'd never done that before and someone mentioned something about my body and I was like 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 I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to that right like like a like someone who I consider family asking me if I eat yeah yes I eat thank thank you like and at the time like I didn't really internalize that but I I remember that that was the first time that I think someone directly said something to my face and I was like oh okay so we're gonna talk about what other people look like especially when they're literally 14 and you are a grown woman that's weird to me so I can say that's like one thing that stands out to me that was maybe like a little turning point where I realized oh, so I am getting a little thinner, people are noticing, okay, so in my little girl brain, I'm like, oh, so I'm doing something right, right, because that's like what society tells you, the thinner you are, the more beautiful you are, and so I would say that was the one thing at this time in my life that maybe, maybe flipped a switch in me a little bit, and eventually, like, I started, I tried my fitness pal, and again, like, I just want to preface, I don't know where I was consuming this media. I, like, again, I, for all I remember, Instagram was literally, for me, just talking on DMs with people, like, for a really long time. And I didn't have, we didn't have TikTok or Musical.ly was just making lip syncing videos. But in my brain, I just, for some reason, had that 1,200 calories in my brain. So I would try to track my food and make it 1,200 calories, but I would praise myself if I you know, uh, was less, you know, that was always in the back of my brain for some reason. And also I want to mention that I didn't have a scale. I've tried my fitness pal three times. I only had a scale one of the times. What the fuck did I think I was doing? And also I would like, I would overdo it to like make myself think that I ate more. And then like, it, it was so stupid. Like I cannot believe, like, Looking at back at this now, I am actually appalled and so just like mesmerized by the way my brain worked before. I was young, I was ignorant, like this time specifically. It was it was just it's just crazy. It's crazy to me. And so kind of moving into freshman year, I didn't really put a lot of thought into what I was eating. I was again still not knowing how to nourish myself, but at this point, I started feeding myself more. I start playing field hockey. Um, again, like, the more social, like, I, I did realize the more social 
I, I, I realized this while I was writing down kind of my entire journey a little bit that the more social things did help me a lot which is a, a great correlation because I can tell you if you're my friend and you were around me at any of these points and we were eating food and I wasn't thinking about what I was doing it, that helped me it undoubtedly and so yeah I started playing field hockey I was naturally gaining a little bit of weight which was needed after like my extreme like weight stagnancy thing with getting taller like that was definitely needed and I again at this point now I started playing field hockey I wasn't really putting much thought into like fitness and health and I think this is I was kind of just like I don't know, I'm just playing field hockey, eating whatever was around a lot of the time. Again, I would would still go home, eat some nutrient-dense meals, but again, still didn't really know how to cook it up, chef it up like I do now, and I don't know. At that point, that was that. Then, field hockey stops, and I just, I'm not really exercising. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit overeating, because I don't really know how my body works I'm not using my fitness pal at this point and with a a thing with vegetarians super easy thing to do is just eat so many carbs and not enough protein because that's a lot of the time like carbs are what's accessible and easy when you don't put a lot of thought into what you're eating and at this point I was just like my entire diet was lacking nutrients and I was beginning to get a little bit uncomfortable with gaining weight because again I had been praised at the time where I was like very unhealthy. I didn't know how to eat. I was eating really stupid, just like rice and beans, like every single meal and like a packet of oatmeal in the morning. Again, not because I want, like not because I was sick, because I genuinely did not know how to eat properly when I first became vegetarian. And I also was totally just being introduced to nutrient filled things or so I thought. You know what I mean? I think that this is making sense. But, uh, so yeah, at this point, freshman year, things now shift again, and I'm getting uncomfortable with gaining weight, and my brain is going back to kind of like people pointing out my weight loss when I was a little bit younger, and, but for the most part, I was with my friends, and we were, I don't know, I feel like freshman year, I also totally kind of like put that like a like the health stuff out of sight out of mind because we were kind of like I don't know we were stupid freshmen we were doing like nefarious shit and I was with my friends a lot again like I can say one thing times where I was super social helped me a lot in the sense of like the food stuff uh and freshman year I I just remember I was like I was never at my house so that helped a lot we I would get takeout with my friends and stuff like that Again, that stuff really helped me throughout my journey and stuff. Then I would say going into sophomore year pre-quarantine. So I'm talking September to February, right? Uh, I started slowing down the partying a little bit because I just got out of summer. I really didn't have any responsibilities at that point. I was just reflecting, realizing I was kind of ready to, I don't know, focus on me a little bit more. And at this point, I did get a gym membership, which I totally forgot about. But I 
did I did the field hockey season I got out of field hockey season I was like I'm going straight to the gym uh I got like a planet fitness membership and I was super excited to do that and it was not in an unhealthy way I started lifting a little bit very beginner cardio abs I was kind of I was bringing it all in together definitely it was my baby introduction to lifting I would say after what my dad had taught me when I was younger but again I didn't really take that seriously I would also say at this point a big reason why I decided to do this is that like freshman sophomore year really junior year this is like a quick intermission to kind of like talk about this too I don't know if this is going to be relatable to anyone but I I mentioned um I've been mentioning a lot recently, I feel like, because it's just something really relevant in my life. I did recently just get diagnosed with ADHD. I did always know I had it, and it always did bog me down a lot in school. And I am the type of um, ADHD where, like, I'm a big planner. And it really upsets me, and it makes me really, really anxious that I can't get it done. Or, like, my brain gets so overwhelmed by it, and it puts me in this like freeze mode um like I equate it to when I walk into the kitchen and there's dishes in the sink and instead of washing them like a normal person you're like oh like I don't know like on your to-do list wash dishes dishes do um just start cooking I would just walk the right the fuck out and I would starve maybe that wasn't the perfect analogy for this specific podcast I'm just realizing Anyway, <laughs> um, I basically w- would get into this like super bad like um, school rut where I, I just couldn't get anything done and I always felt super bogged down. And the gym for me has always been something to kind of give me a little break from that. I felt, I, I, I get obviously I, I get super restless. It's really hard for me to sit somewhere for X amount of time without wanting to stab my eyeballs out and whatever so the gym was always that for me it was very helpful to me sophomore year pre-quarantine to escape a little bit from feeling that way with school and give me some sense of control in my life because when you have such a planning tendency but cannot control what you get done it's the worst fucking feeling ever So the gym has always given me that sort of control. It's like, okay, I can walk away and then come back and restart and we'll feel feel new, we'll feel fresh. And so I've used that as an outlet, especially we'll get into like senior year. That was big for me, but this was my introduction to, okay, this is going to be good for me, you know. Quarantine happened and I felt super defeated because I had just started to get back into fitness. I really loved it. I loved getting out of the house. That was so nice for me to be able to just get the fuck out of the house and be be somewhere separate from where I do my homework and whatever so anyway I I I'd still try to stay active I would go outside and play field hockey a lot as a form of cardio and got super into the Chloe Ting ab workouts like everyone did I remember I want to say it's like mad fit or something like that bro like I don't even know I would do her dance workouts, the hit YouTube workouts, and like Aiden and Bella, my step-siblings, they would do it with me, and it was like fun when I would do it with them, but then like it got a lot. 
and it was like really obsessive and obviously during quarantine especially when like school wasn't a thing I had nothing to do all day and so I would do these workouts all day all fucking day long I'm talking like I would do a hit one I would do Chloe Ting one I would do the dance workout ones whatever like mad fit like I don't know what her fucking name is no hate to her she's great it it was cool but it was like obsessive it got to like a really bad point for me where I would just sit in my room all day and I would do that and try to eat the least amount of food that I could I downloaded my fitness pal again um again wasn't weighing anything just tracking aimlessly adding more calories than I was actually eating trying to eat as little food as I could a day etc you know it was nothing healthy and then this was also the time where I started feeling guilty for eating food so I would you know during the day I would look like I was eating like barely anything and then as the day goes on um night comes around I've barely had any food my my fitness pal says I have x amount of calories a day and then I binge eat because naturally that's what happens that's what your body your body's like holy fuck you need food you need food you need food you've been doing hit youtube workouts all day and going on four mile walks kaylee like like why do you think you're doing this right and that was when i was introduced to binge eating too because that it, it it's a it's a cycle it is it's a cycle that is ass <laughs> it's ass to live through but then post quarantine oh and again that social part was taken out that so the social part was taken out which was one thing that really helped me silence those thoughts a little bit because I was my friends and I was distracted so that's another thing now we're talking post-quarantine you can be in your little bubble with your friends I started seeing people again and realizing that it was not sustainable to eat as little as what I was doing in quarantine now that I'm reintroducing myself to social settings and at this point I like completely lost hope and kind of sight of everything having to do with health and fitness because I felt as though I had exhausted all my options to attain this body that I was always trying to achieve. Like, it felt like nothing was ever going to work. It felt like um, something needed to work, which is, like, obviously the issue in itself. But, like, I don't feel like I need to, like, justify, like, how I felt at that time. Obviously, I know that, like, Obviously, I know that's not the right mindset to be in, but like that was the mindset I was in. So it felt, I I felt hopeless. I felt like this is what health is, you know, which obviously it's not. And so whatever. Uh, then I started to nourish my body, more food, balance of social life. It felt good. I was not putting too much stress on exercise. It was a once in a while thing, but I will say that the guilt followed me of not doing what I was doing during like that extreme workout addictive like home workout phase I it lingered with me so like I would go through the week and I'm like oh I did all these fun things with my friends you know whatever I got to like be with my close group of friends that was a cool time because you had like your little bubble that you kind of stayed in and So I got to be with my close friends a lot and then I would again like still at the end of the day in the back of my head be like oh so you're a lazy piece of shit because 
remember what you used to do and now you're doing this it's like that's like what was going on in my brain so like at this point I knew I needed to make a mindset change and like I was actually going through my memories to kind of like my snapchat memories to kind of like craft this and I found a video of me talking about this shit just so fucking crazy of me to watch at this point because like that showed me that I knew that I again I knew I needed to make a mindset change and I was basically saying like we're gonna die anyways why do I care so much about what I look like I was I was like I want to talk about I want to share like my story again at sophomore year of high school I was like I want to break down diet culture all this shit right like I'm like watching this video now and I'm just thinking this is the epitome of this is this is to show you that nothing about this is going to be linear ever it doesn't need to own your life you don't need to associate yourself with your thoughts but like to show that I was a sophomore and I had only kind of like seen about three years of like struggling with this and she has a lot to look look forward to you know like that's pretty crazy and it made me I don't know it made me feel very it comfortable in a sense that my mindset will always get me through whatever I'm going through because at that point when you feel like so shitty and like you're going up and down all the time with your relationship with food it feels like you're never gonna get better and it can be very defeating so the fact that in the middle of that I was like oh yeah guys like I was talking to like my vlog private story legit sophomore year and I was like yeah guys like this is so crazy that I'm thinking this way like I'm gonna make a change like I'm gonna make a private story I'm gonna make a gym Instagram account like all this shit and now I'm here and I'm like a freshman in college and I'm like dating like this journey back to like yesterday so like that just goes to show I don't know take that however you want to that's just how I took it anyway at that point now that I've evaluated it to myself sophomore year that I need to make a mindset change I do and I start working towards my overall health a little bit more exercise was always like up in the air whatever I felt like doing it was nothing crazy again like even though I knew I need to make these mindset changes I knew I was going through it a little bit I was still dealing with extreme general like food guilt leading to binging I went through phases where I was trying to eat as little as possible again like I said but again always going back to binging because that's what fucking happens when you don't understand your hunger cues and whatever and at this point this is where like the embarrassment of it kind of sets in and like I could make a video talking about like how I want to like break down diet culture and like we're dying anyway so why do I care about how much I look like but I would never admit that all of those things were going on in my head right like that's what I mean by like I was embarrassed and honestly like I didn't realize how like bad this was of a thing but not with my friends I would say just like honestly I'm just gonna break this down a little bit to just like boys I hate eating in front of men that I like mostly but just men in general really um it scares me and I think this has to do a little bit with my eating disorder. But I can remember, like, at that point, that was when it was, like, really bad. I just, I hated eating in front of men. Still do. But 
it's a little bit better because eating's not weird. Eating's good for you. But when you think eating is fucking weird, that's sh- it, it, it in weird ways it um festers itself. <laughs> and so anyway, moving into junior year, still kind of living and feeling all of those thingies that I just talked about. Um I play field hockey again, which totally ruined um I would say all of my confidence was depleted after this year of field hockey, mentally, physically, and totally felt like I was not good enough. Um, yeah, it was pretty awful, but I was eating pretty good for the most part. Again, just discomfort in my body, still lingering. Definitely figuring out gradually how to eat well. Like, I would say at this point, like, I, I don't know when necessarily was, like, my turning point with, like, be able to cook and stuff but as like I went through high school I got like much better at cooking and I learned a lot about like how to be a healthy vegetarian and stuff like that but again ebbs and flows at this point though I did like know how to eat pretty well at least know how to doesn't mean I always did but um and again like I wasn't at this point putting too much thought into the like caloric intake piece of it but it was still very much like discomfort in my body more of that part it, like I was embarrassed of like the, th- the thoughts that go through my head and whatever whatever you get that and like I said field hockey ended very very um low point in my life my confidence was depleted and that does not help that that makes it awful with an eating disorder and um I don't know I was kind of always so at the, after that point I kind of realized that I kind of wanted to dissociate like being an athlete with like making goals for myself and I would always make like athlete based athletic goals if that makes any sense so like I when I when I ran I ran to try to run the fastest mile that I could now that I'm a senior now that I'm a senior now that I'm a freshman in college all I want to do is be able to run for endurance but like I've never trained for that so that's like what I'm working towards now just like a little snippet but like that's kind of like where I was moving towards like I felt really like done with like the athlete portion of my life I was like I'm out of here that just ruined like my last three months and I started making goals for myself that actually like aligned with me and so I started to uh, this was also like online school so like again still wasn't in school a lot and I started like trying new things. I tried boxing for cardio. I would lift in my basement. I would, um, I tried to get comfortable with certain exercises like lifting and stuff in my, like the comfort of my own home and kind of like mentally preparing myself to go into a new gym because like I knew that was coming at some point. And so at this point, bitch, like I'm chefing it the fuck up during zoom classes so i feel like this is maybe where i like started cooking cooking it up a little bit more because you know i I was chefing i'm not gonna lie and so that was that was great for me i learned a lot of new meals that i liked and it was fun and i this is when i actually got into like overall health so i'm talking like i liked vitamins and i like would try like chlorophyll and like the stupid shit right like i i wanted to be healthy and so I was always looking up healthy recipes 
Um, I was, again, beginner lifting, but at this point, I was also implementing cardio. Um, But I was mentally, like, going through that, like, drained feeling from online school, constantly in front of a screen. And I, this is, like, just what I know about myself now. Also, oh my gosh, totally random. I forgot to mention I'm sick, and I sound nasally as fuck. And I actually just watched this back, and I'm like, ew, my voice sounds like shit. Sorry about that. Pause. Okay, let's go back. Anyway, um, (laughs) I was just kind of, like, implicitly trying to, like, let go of, like, letting my eating disorder win at this point. Like, I knew that I was feeling a little drained from school. This is, like, was not a very good, like, place to be in, right, when I'm, like, trying to get back into health and fitness and ideally like I would have loved to go back to a gym but it was still like COVID COVID at this point like we're in online school so like my parents didn't really want me to do that so I need to wait a little bit more and so then summer started my dad was like yeah you can get a gym membership now and I felt good you know lifting completely started to roll my life I'm there four to five days a week at this point I'm learning a lot in the sense of the lifting world Um, it was great that I got that little exposure, uh, when I was in online school, I had, like, a little thing in my basement, it was great, because I felt a little comfortable, more comfortable going into, it was, it was a new gym, this is when I just started at USA, and I loved that gym so much, um, but, yeah, I was lifting, like, four to five days at this point, whatever, uh, at the same time, I was trying to balance, like, this new, like, hunger, you start to feel when you're lifting heavy and doing a lot of cardio. It's really hard when you don't know anything. You never have known anything about your hunger cues. And you're very on and off from many years of not listening to them. And um, so I'm trying to eat good. But definitely periods of binge eating again because I was feeling like I've now entered a whole new beast. Where I I'm like fuck, I am never going to understand my hunger cues, like, I'm feeling this, like, guilt and discomfort and not looking like I did when I was younger, still lingering from that time in my life, and I was, like, no longer as small as I was when people were commenting on my body, and now, like, looking back at it, I, now I'm, like, kind of deep into you know, these, like, eating disorder thoughts going through my brain, and, like, now when I think back at that, I'm talking about, like, junior year, so I'm, like, thinking about this implicitly, and even when people say it in a way that they're concerned, they're, like, are you eating? When you have all of this implicit body image shit and green in your head, like, you're gonna take that as a compliment, so you're gonna, like, think about that shit for years and years and years even though it sounds sounds so stupid like why was I so hyper fixated on that like why do I care so much about what people think about me like I was young and like that's like one that's just one thing that stuck out to me and you know at that point like in my brain it's like a compliment because now I'm like I've gained a little bit weight from when like that was like a little unhealthy right and so now I'm like well fuck like I feel like I should be getting there, right? Because now I'm putting so much work in by lifting. Like, implicitly, again, I was really trying to get away from these thoughts, but they were still there. But anyway, at this point, like, I'd been lifting, changing my lifestyle. I was very eager 
for what this was going to bring to the table for me. Um, and then <laughs> I decided to weigh myself, <laughs> which was the first time I'd weighed myself in a very long time. Again, trying to exit these bad things happening. And I, again, I feel like a lot of my family is watching this and I literally haven't even like told them this, but you know now, but like when I was, I did that right before my trip to California and I don't know like if my like my dad probably remembers this but like I was very very irritable like before that trip and I am a very very grateful girl like for everything and I'm I'm very positive and I would never take for granted like a trip especially like that when I got to see my auntie Nikki who I don't get to see a lot and like I would never ever do that like thinking like in my brain right but that shit takes you over like I didn't feel like myself because I weighed myself I weighed myself and it ruined my trip not ruined my trip I had a great time but like I allowed my thoughts to rule my attitude for the entire trip because I can't be like yeah guys like you know, and also, like, it it felt invalidating because I was doing so much good things, you know, I was eating well, I was eating enough to nourish my body, and I was lifting, and so it felt, like, invalidating to be, like, this is so upsetting for me right now, because, like, if someone looked at me on paper at this point in my life and was, like, oh, you have an eating disorder? but you're eating and you're working out like what you know like before I understood that like it was a it was not a linear thing you know like it didn't make much sense to me but at the time it felt very invalidating I was like I don't know like I'm not gonna tell someone like this is what's going on because it didn't feel like it was again that makes sense to me I'm not sure if that makes sense to you like as I'm saying it but I hope it does. That's how it felt. Anyway, um, I was just very irritable. Felt like the world was literally crashing in on me. And yeah, I just never would have admitted to weighing myself. And it just, it's so awful to think back on that like I was going through that like awful mental like toll. And that's such a cool time in my life. Because like, I don't know, and and, and a, a huge thing with me is that I just let everyone think I was a bitch because it would be better than letting them know what I was struggling with because I was being a bitch. I, like, obviously, if you went into my brain, like, you would be a bitch too, you know, but I'm not going to say that, you know. It was just, like, something I'd let myself struggle with because, again, like, it felt invalidated because I was doing everything I was, quote-unquote, like, supposed to be doing to get to what I wanted to look like. I would say like this was the first time that I realized that this was like a forever battle and I needed to learn how to cope with it instead of trying to suppress it because it would end in that like disaster week for me where I like tried to suppress it and like I didn't realize that I needed to like deal with the thoughts instead of just like suppressing them. And that's what I mean by coping versus suppressing them. like acknowledging the thoughts that are not good instead of just like pretending like it's not there like 
oh, I'm doing everything right. So yeah, no, I don't have an eating disorder anymore. Like that's just not how it works. Like I still today go through things where, I don't know, I need to like acknowledge a thought and be like, oh, so that's my eating disorder talking. Hi, Kaylee, actual Kaylee. Let's rephrase. Let's do some affirmations right now, (laughs) you know? Um, So that's what I mean by that. You know, I think that was the first time I realized that this is going to be a little bit of a, a little bit of a journey. Um, but despite how I was feeling, I, again, I'm a very big mindset person. I probably just hopped right back off that plane. And despite how I was feeling, I kept lifting and doing what I was doing. And senior year, whew, I loaded myself up with school and the gym was my escape. Again, I, I mentioned that earlier. I was going six days a week. Um, I totally felt a community. First time I got to be social during the day, it was like the gym was my social time. It was my time to get away from my schoolwork. It was my time to get out of the house. Uh, I felt there was like always this like uplifting community and I got to see my friends there. Like it was so fun. I don't know, Chloe, if you're watching this, it was just like so fun to be able to walk around and see like Chloe, Asa, Lucas, Nico, old dudes that are always around at that gym like it was just it was fun like that was a really like good time in my life I don't know I think in the sense of like lifting and stuff I I just found like a community there I would say and I was just really comfortable there it's always nice to be comfortable at a gym and I did see myself gaining weight but I decided that I was just gonna keep doing what I was doing and then I was like I'm gonna commit to a cut because you know Again, I'm like, I don't have an eating disorder. Look, at, I'm doing all these great things for my body. What's an eating disorder? And so I thought that all my, I had all my thoughts under control. And like the problem was like, I wasn't tracking any fucking thing when, that I was eating when I was gaining weight. No. So when it was time for a quote unquote cut, I was so fucking lost. I felt so happy with the muscle I was building though. And like, I was crushing goals because I was like just eating what my body wanted to eat and like I finally got like a push-up after and I mean like not like I got like a like a military like a good ass push-up like one of like the tricep focus ones not like the like chest focus ones like with your arms like out like I got like the good ass push-up I was always working towards that like I got that I was I felt awesome and then I just fucked it all up again I didn't fuck it all up. I'm not blaming myself, obviously. Like, I just, like, reverted. Okay, we need to work on how we phrase things here. I think that's a big thing, but um, <laughs> you get what I mean. I got a food scale this time. So, third time getting my fitness pal. <laughs> Let's do it. Thought that this would be a good little thing to do. And um, started tracking again, but this time I have a scale. So, I'm like, this is awesome. Like, I think this is going to end well. Again, becoming hyper-focused on what I looked like. Um, and so since the last time I weighed myself, I freaked the fuck out. Um, I was like, (laughs) okay, so we're going to do a cut, but like, uh, bitch, you're not stepping on a scale because (laughs) honey, we know how that ended last time. Right. And so now I'm just obsessing what I'm looking like. I'm like, oh, I look the same. I look the same. I look the same. And like, I'm in this cut and like, I started it and I, you know, thought I calculated it correctly, but again, I just ended up doing the same fucking thing that I did the other times that I did that too, 
and I would like praise myself for eating less. So like it would be like this time maybe it wasn't 1200 calories like everyone says on social media, right? Maybe it was more than that. But if I ate less, I'd be like slay. No, hello, like why the fuck do you think you have a calorie goal to me? Like it's just it was fucked. Anyway, again, I was just hyperfixating on like what I looked like cuz I had nothing objective to like base like how my cut was going on like <laughs> whatever the fuck that means. But um you get what I mean. And anyway, I felt like, again, world was crashing in on me. I felt like everything I was doing was for nothing because I was so focused on what I looked like. And a lot of lifting for me, like, was built upon the association of, like, building a body instead of, like, building, like, a happy, healthy life. <laughs> um, and But I loved lifting. Like, objectively, lifting was just, like, a fun thing for me to do. So I kept going. And again like I'll just say it again I just didn't implicitly lose the association between like lifting and changing my body like it just it it, that lived in my head and I kept doing it what I was doing but I mean that was still there but at this time I was also doing zero cardio (laughs) let's just get there so I'm lifting six days a week zero cardio lifting heavy meal prepping like you catch the vibe and like there's no doubting that like I'm ruining my body at this point like literally um at least I'm you know at least I'm moving my body any movement's good right but at a point I feel like any person who lifts gets this like you can't like I'm sorry you can lift for six days a week for a year I did it hi my name's Kaylee um not a good idea sorry you need to have more rest than that um I fucked my back up, hello, like, I had to go to acupuncture all summer, (laughs) um, but whatever. This year, though, was, like, really fun for me, um, in the sense of kind of getting to know myself. I would say, like, 2022, like, senior year, I got to know myself a lot, like, I got to travel with my friends, and then I went, I took this, like, trip to DC, like I told you guys, and I just remember, like, that whole DC trip, I was journaling as fuck, like, everywhere I went, I, would, I journaled, like, it was, like, my thing, and I learned so much about myself that trip, and I just, like, did a lot of reflecting, I made sure to learn how to have fun, um, I learned my worth when it came, came to boys, too, which, like, also is, like, I kind of mentioned this earlier, um, when you don't feel like you're worthy and you're constantly picking apart your body, it's really hard to entertain men because you end up entertaining people who are not great for you. And um, I did a lot of reflecting on like men that I led in my life that trip, I remember specifically. And I think that, again, this is like that trip was a big reflecting turning point for me with realizing holy fuck, like, I deserve way more than I let myself, um, like, the love that I let myself take, I give so much love to people, and, like, I'm, I'm scared to receive it, I don't like taking things from people, I'm very, like, independent, like, I don't want anything from you, and so, like, again, I'm, I'm like, a giver, and I fucking, like, that, like, fucks me over, and so, Again, that's just, like, a a huge thing where, like, I, I didn't feel like I was enough implicitly, even if 
I was, you know, lifting a lot, and on the outside it looked like I was killing it. I was eating, I was eating nutrient dense food and stuff like whatever, right? On the outside it looks like I'm doing great, but again, implicitly, like I, you, you feel like you're not worth enough, and that's ass. And like, so I was letting boys in my life that were ass and sucked um hello like if you know you know like bro like I don't even know how I don't even know how I let that shit happen but anyway um then like summer started getting to yoga a little bit and realized that the full year going to the gym so often was really fucking up my body and I started to walk a little bit more run a little lift a little but definitely took my activity level down a lot the summer going into freshman year of college because I was fucking my body up. Then got into freshman year, uh, first semester, very much like fell off, like fell the fuck off. I, I was taking like a lot of crazy classes by accident, didn't mean to do that, um, but also I didn't know how to schedule at that point and I learned, I learned, but very overwhelmed by school, just got diagnosed with ADHD, so it was like a, it was a long, um, I don't know, second semester is like a whole different thing for me, um, but in the sense of health and fitness, I was having a really hard time with the fact that I couldn't cook my own meals, <laughs> it was very hard for me, um, I had never been very weary about eating out, it was always like a fun treat for me, so I never really put a lot of stress on that, like, like, eating disorder wise but the fact that I could never cook anything for myself and I um had zero control over like what was going in my food was stressful it was and obviously I'm at a point that was like a few months ago and I can say that like I dealt with it pretty well but I can't say that I didn't think about it because I did and that was hard for me also like cooking was a hobby for me fully so that was really hard to let go of and so like those two things together were really hard in the food department for me and then um in the fitness department uh well there wasn't any I really wasn't doing anything like I want to say like maybe I was working out like once a week um I did I was doing yoga once a week I don't know like I, I was trying to move my body but I was just so busy with school I felt very bogged down again didn't have my ADHD medicine under control at that point and it was fucked like it was was fucked I I really didn't do a lot but I knew that I was ready to make a change next semester and a lot of it was like out of my control again like my class thing like you'll realize this like if you're I don't know if you're not in college yet and you're watching this you're probably gonna fuck up your first semester schedule it's just a part of the learning journey dude like I don't know but you'll learn what you like. And then second semester, I catered my um, schedule so much better. So this is where I am now. Second semester, I'm halfway through. I'm lifting, I'm running, I'm doing yoga. I am, I have ADHD medicine under control. I'm getting stuff done super efficiently. I'm being productive. I genuinely feel great right now, like awesome. <laughs> and like I can say that with like, whatever and I am journaling 
I'm trying to read. I'm really trying. I'm really trying. It's so hard, though. It's so hard in school trying to read because you're like, you can always do something for school, you know. Um, but again, I am I'm doing wonderful right now. But that's not to say that this shit doesn't ebb and flow. Also, this is getting really long. I'm so sorry, but it was, again, I'm gonna, I'm not, like, super giving, I'm giving myself grace again because this is very, like, a hard topic for me to talk about and, like, whatever. That was a lot. I basically just, that was that. Um, But, yeah, this goes to show you that nothing is linear. Like, I have been dealing with this shit up and down for, like, what? I don't even know how many years that is. Like, a lot of years, right? And now, like, for the reflection portion, I am sitting at a point where I feel great, but there is no doubt in my mind that, like, I think about what my body looks like all the time. I do. The difference between me now though is that I don't let my thoughts rule my life uh I have learned that I need to be very conscious and aware of it but again this little thing that I deal with like can just be a little thing I deal with you know it doesn't need to bog down my life it's just about slowly rewiring and be able to shut down thoughts and realize that you are more than just your physical body and your thoughts. And like when you realize that and you kind of just like take yourself out of your life a little bit and just realize there are so many more things to be worrying about than what you look like in those pair of jeans, life will become much easier and much more pleasurable and you're going to be able to enjoy things and you that's like that's the first step. Just like like I mentioned before, when thoughts pop up in your brain, don't be like, ew, where'd that come from? Like, no. Like, we're not, like, suppressing. For me, again, like, I'm not, like, a therapist or anything, but, like, this is just, like, how I've been working through it gradually and how I'm going to have to work through it my entire life. But, like, for me, it was just looking at the thoughts and just evaluating them as a thought and nothing more. Being like, huh, that's cool. I'm much more than that. Anyway, and moving forward. Um, another thing is when you start being more mindful and start focusing on what is feeding your mind and what drives you, this is something that helps me because, I don't know, I feel like it's important to have goals and things you want to accomplish. And when you're thinking about superficial shit all the time and maybe like, that's just like what's running through your brain on a high speed a lot, you you lose your path. So focus on what drives you. Find something that drives you if you don't. If, you, if you're saying right now, I don't have anything, you do. Get a hobby. Do something. You know, like you, you, have, to, you have to make something that drives you to keep you on a path, you know? You have to do things for you. And just distracting yourself, anything. Anything is something. Um, Talk to people. (laughs) Talk to people. Break down the fucking stigma about talking about this shit. So many people go through it. Um, Don't be embarrassed of things you've gone through. Um, Hello, I'm here and I have so much insight to share. And I'm going to take 
this um, thing that I went through and I have so much information to share. Um, I mean, use what you've gone through as like, this is my, this is my fucking superpower. You know, like talking about this today has not only helped me speak about this authentically, which is a big step for me, but also some of the closest people in my life don't know this stuff about me. And this is not only something like helping me, but it's also helping other humans out there just to know that they aren't alone. And even if you may be going through something or struggling right now, it doesn't need to rule your life. Like being able to talk about this doesn't only help you, but it also helps the others around you. So now that you've gone through this, you can watch out for, I don't know, younger siblings, loved ones, strangers, and just reassure them that there's like hope, you know, I don't like to not feel helpless you know I use what I've gone through as a superpower and now like I'm a super I I, I'm a very I empathize with people heavily and so I'm gonna use this throughout my life and I'm gonna talk about this all the time and if people have questions for me or they want to talk to me about this please do because hello like I've I can talk to you about it um also be selfish don't surround yourself with people that you don't think you can handle the way that they talk about like let's say like food or fitness or health or anything you don't need to condemn yourself to that and you can choose who you surround yourself with also another beautiful thing about being transparent is that you can pick up on the people that well you can pick up on people who take in what you say to them about like what makes you feel comfortable and like who doesn't um if they if you are transparent and you tell them that this makes you feel uncomfortable and they're not listening bitch bye um be you can yeah you have to be aware of that and that's a huge thing about being transparent that's important also uh this is a big huge thing for me balance and like moving your body is so important and like i'm so excited to like touch on now that like I've gotten this out of the way which is like what I want to do to be able to like talk about health and fitness now and like have you have a little background on like how I got into it (laughs) um because it has been such a big part of my life and it is like very important to me even though obviously in my relationship but it has been rocky like it is just something that I've like always associated with myself so um and just like I feel like I've talked about this in like a very like negative sense but I love like this like community if that makes any sense obviously like in a healthy sense I love watching influencers that talk about like balance and moving your body and like all that shit I'm like very into this stuff so I just also want to touch on the fact that like you can have a relationship with health and fitness even though it might feel impossible right now um and like balance and moving your body is so important and like nevertheless I love lifting it's just such a big part of my life that I love um but no I don't lift six days a week anymore and I try to mix in lifting running walking which is mostly done like around the city and campus these days and like yoga and you know I'm focusing on ways that I personally like moving my body I'm not allowing I'm not like following trends anymore and I'm focusing 
new things like I don't know having fun with movement and letting go of that all or nothing mentality that I'm plagued with right like I don't want to just run I don't want to just lift I want to do it all so that's what I'm doing and it is possible to achieve and it is so whatever there's that also a big thing that I've been working on recently um is doing things that challenge that like kind of awful part of your brain for example I've never really had an issue with eating out and like eating unhealthy things that weren't mine it sounds so like so bizarre like friends snacks or like when I go to my friend's house like whatever again like I like I said like socially that like kind of always like saved me a little bit but you know I'm challenging myself to next time I go to Trader Joe's buying a less nutritious snack because I realized the other week, again, this is like all like about like reflection and stuff like that. I went to Trader Joe's and I was like, damn, bitch, I really want to try. Like, I want to have those like talkie things that like the like the fake talkies at Trader Joe's. I was like, I kind of want those. And I was like, no, I can't keep those. Like, I'll whatever. Like, I'll just try them when my friends have them. And so like next time I go there, obviously I was craving that and I want that bitch I'm gonna get them and that's like gonna be me like challenging myself because I've never done that like in my head like I have to only buy like nutritious things like when I go grocery shopping like no I can buy a fun food like the fuck so I'm gonna buy those so I thought I'd share that that's like one like that's like my way of like challenging that part of your brain like pick up on things that like I don't know like I picked up on that like I never really had an issue with eating out and stuff like i I realized what I do did and don't have whatever and so like that's one thing that like that's what I challenge myself um again I'm gonna just for the last time like try not to silence the thoughts that come up like let them flow face them the more you suppress them and pretend they aren't there the more you're gonna allow this cycle to continue and you're not gonna be working towards healing your relationship with health um let's see what else oh follow influencers that don't make you feel like ass hello um i'm gonna tell you my favorite ones right now because bitch i love you guys and i want you guys to follow good influencers first one on the list anna archer molly if you're watching i mentioned her last time and you we were like talking about my podcast and you mentioned that you also watch her dude she's the bomb same with hannah hannah jara i don't know if i'm saying her last name right or wrong but she's like wholesome hand you probably see her on like tiktok instagram or whatever she's the cutest ever and she talks a lot about like holistic health and stuff like that Ooh, i'm gonna butcher this girl's last name Ooh, i don't even want to say it clara mac mm-hmm. wow this is really sad anyway her name is clara um she's pregnant right now um there you go um jay shetty I know that my mom and my auntie Nikki love, love this man, and they were talking about him, and I started listening to his podcast, then the other day, ran into Marley, she was listening to Jay Shetty's podcast too, he's great, that's like more like mindset stuff and like spiritual stuff, but stuff that'll make you feel good, I mean like not even, it's just like good shit to take in, um, this girl's name is Mick, Mick Gazin, she's the cutest ever too, and she has really good stuff, um, Chloe Trekka, I love her, she's more like a, 
lifting girly like um like protein like all that stuff i don't know if that makes sense but like she's more on that end but i love her too she's the sweetest ever and i've like dm'd with her too before and she's really sweet and she's a good little influencer to follow too i just like love her she's really good mindset and everything and then millie g fit is that girl's instagram username which i really like her too her name's amelia but it's like millie g fit anyway yeah follow influencers that don't make you feel like ass and those are just a few that i picked out that i really like um another thing don't feel discouraged if intuitive eating is harder than it sounds (laughs) because um for me i know like i feel like when i talked about my i don't know like journey a little bit um a lot of the times like it overlapped i'd be like well like i think i'm doing good and then like i wasn't actually and maybe on the surface level i was but i wasn't actually a lot of the time because like intuitive eating kind of like came to a headway a little bit got more popular i was like yeah i'm intuitive eating and then i would um binge and i'd be like fuck how the fuck am I failing at the one thing that's supposed to like heal my relationship with food? It is way harder than it sounds. It is not easy. And for so long, I told myself that I was like intuitively eating and I wasn't at all because I didn't know my hunger cues. And it's really, really hard to get there. At least for me, it was like intuitive eating is just not as easy as it sounds. It sounds awesome. It is awesome once you figure out how to do it and you learn how to deal with your hunger cues but with that said it's not all rainbows and butterflies like it is harder than it looks so there's that that maybe will calm a little bit of your nerves i don't know like that's one thing that i was super insecure about i was like how the fuck am i failing i felt like i was constantly failing which is also just an awful feeling especially like i don't know like with like just confidence issues right like just an awful feeling you're not failing none of this is failing it's a journey and also um yeah tell people when you're uncomfortable it's totally okay to be vulnerable with people especially your loved ones trust me it'll make your life easier and you will not look like you're just constantly in a bad mood for no reason lol because that's what i did i know i've also reiterated this but just be patient yourself with yourself nothing about this is linear Um, if you have not gathered that already from my story, but every day I'm working on me, I'm still working on this. It's still a part of my life, something I struggle with, but, um, yeah, uh, no, not lastly, sorry. This is so long. You're probably going to need to, you probably have already put this down for a second and listened another day, but, um, avoid commenting on people's external look. Like we are habitually habitually doing this um we don't realize it's harmful because it's something we've always done but start commenting on people's hearts and how hard they love and how great it is that they're being vulnerable like start commenting on stuff like this because for me at least like when people compliment my energy when people compliment how pure my heart is that's what actually makes me feel good inside it does not make me feel good when people talk about my body ever in any context whether it's good or bad subjectively i don't even know what a good or bad way to talk about a body is 
But a good rule of thumb is maybe just, like, refrain from commenting on what people look like on the outside. Anyway, I digress. Um, Lastly, on this little reflection piece, if you have a friend or family member dealing with this stuff, just be mindful about how you talk about yourself and food and be a listening ear, research this shit, and also just, like, I don't know. It's a good reflection to listen to other people like this even if you have never dealt with this you're getting some insight on what it's like to be in the brain of someone who's dealt with it and that's important this can be this little podcast could be a research you know who knows and it's just really important to know about this stuff and also like as like a friend or family member who i don't know like I'm just, like, gonna express some gratitude right now. Like, my friends, all those times that, like, I don't know, maybe we were doing nefarious shit and it wasn't, like, the best thing for, like, my health or whatever. But, like, in a way it was, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, I was never at home. Like, maybe I wasn't hitting the gym, but, like, I was eating. And I wasn't worrying about it. And, like, those thoughts were, like, suppressed for a little bit. And it made me make memories and feel good and made me not feel bogged down by what was going on in my head you know like or like with my family taking me out to eat I appreciate that you know because like that was a time where it felt like a treat I felt like I didn't need to worry about that so anyway you just have to find gratitude in the little things and thank your friends and family for sticking around you even when you were maybe a raging asshole and you weren't eating food (laughs) um and yeah that's that's that in all, thank you guys for listening. I hope this brought in your perspective and brought you some awareness to this conversation and helped you not only not only people who have struggled with this and maybe you struggled to even hear this a little bit. Um, but I anyway, I hope that you don't feel like you're alone anymore and if you don't deal with this stuff, I hope that you're now feeling a little bit more knowledgeable and maybe you didn't try to come on this because you wanted to understand eating disorders you want to just understand me a little bit more um I hope you know both now you know like I think that my biggest thing with this podcast was to kind of like I don't know get a new perspective put yourself in someone else's shoes and just kind of like sit here and listen to my story and maybe if you're not understanding what's going on in someone else's life and you're getting like signals of any of the stuff that I'm talking about like maybe to just be more aware of it and I think that as long as you're knowledgeable and you're working towards that um that's what it's all about so yeah follow those influencers that I told you whatever you're consuming is super important to on both ends if you just wanted to know about this stuff and avoid like gross shit like i don't like i don't even if you don't deal with this stuff like don't consume shit that is gonna bog your day down and make you feel like shit like duh like obviously and just remember you're on the driver's seat you have autonomy you can shut your thoughts down you can decide how you want to deal with them you have power to change your life so fucking do it and i saw this like cute little instagram thing today and it was just basically like about how it's not about what happens in the beginning it's not just like beginning to end it's about all the things in between you know it's about all the memories you get to make to the very end it's not just about what happens in the end um so yeah 
life is more than what you look like and bringing unwanted anxiety to your everyday life. If you're struggling with this, I'm not going to tell you that rewiring your brain and digging deep for motivation and discipline is not going to be the hardest thing you've ever fucking done. But what I can tell you is that sustaining this lifestyle is going to be harder than learning how to deal with it. And instead of feeling drained and slowly killing yourself, take that energy that you put towards something that is, like, awful and go change your life with that energy. Make it, make a dream and achieve that shit. And be healthy and relieve yourself of unwanted stress and free yourself of stupid restrictions that you told you made up in your head you know you're more than that you deserve more than that you deserve the world and yeah i'm sorry this is so long um holy shit like no one is going to watch this whole thing through like i don't know what the fuck i'm thinking and yeah sorry if i sound like also like a little more monotone through this like obviously to remember a lot of the details i had to write it down and shit so I had to um, definitely read through a big-ass notes list to kind of get all this. But anyway, I also don't have enough time to rewatch this. Usually I rewatch it before I upload it. This is clearly a very casual one because, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, I don't think there's like a right or wrong way to really talk about this stuff. So, um sorry if i didn't articulate myself that well obviously this is a little bit of a hard thing to talk about okay i'm gonna stop apologizing for that because you get it but all right anyway if you're ever struggling with anything at all especially this stuff talk to me because i would love to talk to you and make you feel less alone and i hope that this at least helped someone i don't know if it i don't know in some way or another i hope this helped anyone and also last thing very 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 last thing this isn't a sad thing for me to talk about like i i feel like i'm already sensing like a like a corny text from both my parents right now <laughs> like i like i i love it like i'm thinking about like I, I know they love me so much and it would just like mean that they love me but this isn't a sad thing for me like at all like i'm not like sad about this i don't want like people to like be like oh like i'm so sorry you went through that like i i'm not sad about it like i'm totally like made peace with like how i'm gonna deal with this and how to deal with it and all this shit which i think you've like gathered from this but like i just want to preface that because like i don't know i don't know i just don't want people to like whoa okay i think it's time for me to go but you get the point like this isn't like a sad thing for me anymore um I'm happy that I went through things and now I can talk about it and I can help people and mindset is everything. So, again, it's not a sad thing. Don't reach out to me with your condolences. <laughs> um, but anyway, I love you guys. Thank you for listening and I'm so sorry this is so long today. I don't know how this happened and I need to go to fucking bed. <laughs>